Hello everyone and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is Liam and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, George. Well, hello. And Grant. Hello there, music fans. Each episode, one of the hosts or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless and we talk about why they love it and what they love about it and at the end we decide if we agree that it's flawless. We have a Facebook group, it's called Flawless Friends and Family and we'd love for you to join. Tell us what you think about your favourite albums and your favourite episodes of Flawless. You can find it at facebook.com slash groups slash Flawless Friends and Family. And we also have a Patreon. You can back us from as little as $1 a month. And no matter how much you back us for, you'll get access to our special bonus episodes. You can bonus, find us. Bonus. Bonus episodes. Oh, yes. Extra value. You can find us at patreon.com slash flawless AMP. And for the record, flawless and friend, you don't have to be family. And you don't even have to be our friend. No. You can just come in and judge us. Yes. Sometimes Liam isn't my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. Today, I'm nominating an album. And I have gone the ultimate hipster route in that I am nominating an album that you cannot listen to on Spotify or on Apple Music or on Bandcamp or on or download on iTunes. So if you do not have this album, you will not be able to listen to it unless you maybe just send me an email and I might be able to organize something it's for you. It's on someone's soul seek out there. Yeah, it's you got can, to be out there somewhere. But. Yeah, or Napster. Mm. <laughs> Which has just been bought by someone for $70 million. Still? Still. Really? It's literally still in today's news. I can right. find it for you while we're talking. But yeah, <laughs> we can, we'll take you at your word, Grant. That's sure. okay. So I wanted to nominate these guys because they're a two-piece. And we talked in the past about last time I did an album was a two-piece. And we talked about how they're a two-piece, but they make as much noise as like a three-piece or yeah. a four-piece. They're loud, they're boisterous, that sort of stuff. So I thought, what's a cool two-piece that don't do that? And they don't try to make as much noise as like a full band. It's literally one drum kit and one guitar. And that is pretty much it. So the band I'm nominating today are called Kid Sam. And their album is also called Kid Sam. see what they did there and it is their debut and only <laughs> it is their debut and only record so we're gonna have to do a deep dive on what we think about the music itself because these guys basically appeared out of nowhere but the too... paragraph on wikipedia <laughs> so would yeah. you like so the, yeah. album, the album doesn't have a wikipedia entry nope. the band has a wikipedia entry would mm. you like me to read you the entirety please. of the wikipedia entry please do please we might need filler for this one yeah <laughs> no Kid Sam, <laughs> Kid Sam are a Melbourne-based duo. The band's first gig was in 2006, and it is made up of cousins Kieran and Kishore Ryan. Their debut self-titled album was released in 2009 to positive reviews, and they went on their first national headline tour in 2010. Kid Sam were nominated for a J Award and the Australian Music Prize. And did you know that according to their Triple J um, uh, page, mm -hmm. they are known as Kieran Ryan vocals and guitar, Kishore Ryan drums and cookware yes so uh, as we know the saucepans are played in here and they supported those australian bands uh, on tours and they got good dis good reviews but mm -hmm. then 
just they stopped. just stopped. Yeah. They just stopped. They just stopped. So they, they grew up. They were Kid Sam, and they grew up to just be Sam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they went on that tour in two thousand and ten, and then they just stopped. So their Facebook entry, their Facebook page just died. Kieran Ryan actually, the, so the singer came out with a solo album a year or so later, which was good, but not at the same level. And then he just disappeared as well. So there's no public, there's no public presence for him at all. Kishore is now the drummer in a band called Seagull, and that's. That's as much information as I have about the two of them or anything they've done or will do. And we don't know if they're first cousins, second cousins. I think they're first cousins. What do you think? But we don't know. Because they've got they're, no freaking evidence. Can someone get back to us on the, on they the are uh, a mystery Facebook page? Dear, Ryan, dear K. Ryan, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which encapsulates them both. Dear yes. K. Ryan, please confirm that yeah. your cousins, first cousins or not first cousins once removed. Thank you. So I reached out to the producer of the album actually, so Nick Huggins mm. in of the studio that he was using at the time to see if, because there's so little information around about what they're up to now. So I asked him if he knew... But he was like, oh, have you spoken to them? And I don't really feel comfortable talking about them if it's... And I'm like, well, I can't talk to them because I don't have any contact for them. And that was... Yeah. So that I don't know, I don't know what they're doing now or yeah, how involved they are or not involved in music at all. So Wowza. they appeared, put out an awesome album, disappeared, done. So How did you hear about it? That's my question. Come on then, let's go. <laughs> let's dance, bud. In what hipster yeah. nightclub were you at? Uh, you, knowing me, yeah. if you had to guess, what do you think it would be? You had disposable income. You went in. You went. That looked like an interesting nope. album. You were at no, a gig. He was in the valley were, somewhere. You went. were at a gig. They were supporting a different band. Then, then you went. This band's really good. Who were they supporting? Oh, they were supporting um, something for so Kate. Paul Dempsey. Oh, <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like I can read you. Yeah, I can just read you. Yep. So wow. Paul Dempsey played at the Troubadour on the back of his solo album, which was nominated for the J Award in the same year. Do you want and me to add Kishore as a friend on Facebook because I found him and yeah, I have two friends in common? Oh, okay. Well, one we one might, is the previous might. guest, Saya. Right. Okay. We might. Well, I might talk to Saya about how to get in touch with him. Or oh, you can go. just add him and see what happens. So, yeah. So, Paul Dempsey was playing a solo gig at the Troubadour. These guys were announced in support. I'm like, I have no idea who that is, but cool. I'll go along and watch it. And they blew me away right from the start. Just a beautiful, stunning performance, exactly as you would expect from the album. And I just fell in love right from the start. The thing that made me fall in love with them, one of the things that made me fall in love with them was We're Mostly Made of Water opens with a riff. So there's like a really fast riff, like he's playing a lot of notes very, very quickly. And as he starts doing that, Kushaw's like, hang on, something's not right with my drum kit. So he then spends the next five minutes setting up the drum kit. And Kieran just stays there for five minutes playing that riff, just <laughs> fingers back and forth. I was like, you, you couldn't stop, dude. No one, like, we know the drum kit's not working. And he's just standing there, just nuts. He knows the riff and he just plays it out for five minutes. And then when Kishore's ready, they kick in that song. So, yeah, I fell in love with him, I think, right from that moment. It's like, just that, no, I can do this. This, this thing that sounds really difficult mm. is actually not that difficult for me at all. That's so awesome. I can just do it. Friend requested. Um, sent a message, didn't do a friend request, uh, but did have two friends in common. So I was just like, from 4ZZZ and mm-hmm. someone else, um, like Saya. So I was just like... I think I have Saya too, so I must have at least one friend in common. There you go. So um, I just sent a message saying, hey, I'm doing a podcast about you right now. What are you up to since Kids Sam? <laughs> <laughs> 
Guys, assuming you haven't heard of Kid Sam before. Why would you assume such yeah. a thing? <laughs> this came out in what, 2009? 2009, yes. 2009 when I was not living in Australia and was not <laughs> watching Paul Dempsey. Yeah. <laughs> Things you weren't doing. Pardon? Tick, tick. Yeah. Not in Australia. I still not listen to a not Something for Kate yeah. album. I'm waiting till it's recommended as a fourer so mm. I can whip them in one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, I had not heard Kid Sam. So, first impressions. First impressions. Uh Going through the album, some of it really reminded me of some of that kind of indie music of the era mm-hmm. of like early of like the early two thousands and stuff, like Folds. So mm-hmm. it has that kind of repetitive, noisy sound, and then it had that industrially noise and stuff. And then some of it was really pared back folk, and so I was like, "Oh, so we have a mixture of like dirty industrial." Mm-hmm. I'm literally knocking on a saucepan. Um, through to I'm playing a whimsical folk song. So, uh, yeah, so it was a, like, I was listening to it going, oh, this is very much something Liam would bring to us. Like, that's okay. what I thought Thought when I listened to it. I was like, this is a Liam record. And, of course, they're Australian, but you wouldn't know by listening mm-hmm. to them no, that they're an Australian know. band because sure. um, they say the word can't as well, right. whereas some Australians say can't. can't and so <laughs> that really does And Grant. Grant. I've got a yeah. name change when I got to. Oh, there you go. Grant. Yes. I'm so, just happy to be here. But, yeah. Um, yeah. but I uh, really enjoyed the variety of sound that I heard. So um, when I listened to it, I was like, this is sound, sounds like something I would have in my record collection. So, cool. yeah, that was my impression. Awesome. There you go. Grant. Um, never heard them. I think you, you, if you didn't say it, range. It's mm-hmm. like there's just a massive range of music skills types you know um and and i've i've written it down i suppose in specifically to landslide very radio headish mm-hmm. in um in that one in particular so um i found the opening mirror drawings wow that opening guitar i'm like yeah it's like geez mm. i don't like it i don't like it i don't like it and then i love it <laughs> like how did that all work out so wiggly um, so yeah um so not i wouldn't have thought that you would have put this this forward i find it i find it um Probably the flow was, you know, how, how does this all work? I could picture them having, if you only seen them first of all, a live band. Sure, but jeez, mm-hmm. there you go. They would be, you know, really quite something. So mm. um, I must be honest in full declaration though, I didn't like listening to it on Dropbox. Okay. Right. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. For an easy reference, I don't like because it, it doesn't flow or it didn't flow for me, but... Um, oh, yeah, because yeah, it was a Dropbox, so we can just like. You're supposed play to pull them down uh, to your yeah. computer and then put yeah, it in your like iTunes. It, right. I don't know how to do that, man. <laughs> Jeez, come on, bro. I use my what phone mean? for everything, dude. Yeah, yeah. on computer, yeah. you should see my. Well, I don't actually own a computer, so that's another story altogether. But, um, <laughs> oh, honey, it's okay. You're not too old. Oh, <laughs> jeez. Um, but yeah, and 10 years old, 11 year old. 11 years old, you saw these guys. Yes. And, Oh, for, um, Have you only saw you only saw them once? I saw them twice. So I saw them do that show, and yep. then I knew about them enough to see them when they did their album tour after that. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was looking through some setlist stuff, I think they might have even toured a couple of other times that I must have missed them. But yeah, I definitely saw them twice. But I don't like that first time really stands out in my memory, and the second time I remember, I, no, I saw them, but I couldn't even tell you where it was because it was <laughs> just yeah, it just that was all. I was just going to so many gigs back then; sure. it was all just a bit of a blur. I can imagine it was. They were really good live. Mm. Yeah. Like that soundscape that they create, I think would be a really good live sound. Yeah. So you talked before about the kitchenware. Yeah. He does play with a saucepan and a wok. 
on top of one and another um, one, one down of to his the drums cemetery on a few of the songs. Yeah, yeah they, they, he, yeah. So he just pops it up there. I so wrote he wants that sound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, I knew before I read anything about them because it was hard to. I mm-hmm. just went. He's playing a saucepan. Yeah. How dare he? Yeah. Like, and so then live, they just he just has them by the drums, and when he needs them, he just puts one up and the other one on top of it, and just plays off the nice. off the pieces, which is really cool. Nice. Yeah. So, so they have really lovely lyrics. Mm. So the whole album, well, like Sunday Bus. The whole album well, is. I'm mostly a good enough man. Horror stories. <laughs> mostly. Part wondering about death and his own mortality. But it's always framed in a kind of nice way, never in a kind of this is dark, this is depressing, morbid. this is all morbid oh, bullshit, except for Sunday Bus maybe. But <laughs> like it's, yeah, it's, it's, he talk, he thinks about his own mortality and the mortality of human beings and that sort of stuff. But in a, I guess not a light way, but not in a really dark, everything is crap kind of way, which I really like. Well, yeah, even like dark stuff though, it's still poetic. So yeah. I guess, I guess yeah, when, I, sure. when I say nice lyrics, I mean like poetic lyrics. It's yeah. like something that I would like to read, not necessarily like they... Apply. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to live that way. Take but, a gun, <laughs> follow the bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so I wouldn't do that. Um, but, but, you know, some of the other but stuff... But you thought it, maybe. Well, no, but in landslide which did you talk about landslide um there's it was like alice in wonderland like Mm -hmm. the lyrics um so there is Alice in Wonderland. Mm, I was sure. like, that's all I read. Like, I just pulled out little bits because I was like, I can just imagine her like talking to the cat mm-hmm. um, and saying, "To what a what a strange place I yeah. have come." So yeah, which is why I could read the poetic lyrics, mm-hmm. which makes sense. So uh, Liam, yes, why this one album? Yep, by this band that you saw supporting. Your bestie. My bestie. Yeah. Your bestie. Your no. man crush. My musical bestie. Absolute yeah. man crush. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolute man crush. Like, he's, so, I'm going to so. really enjoy standing in movies. Um, <laughs> uh, why? So, you brought this album. We're not doing a pitch, but just like, why did you pick? Because you've got a list mm-hmm. of flawless records. Why did you pick this? And why did you pick it now? So, the reason I picked it now was that two piece that got me thinking last time after I did the okay. Miss Hall, and we were, I was thinking mm-hmm. about what we could do next. But. This has always been one of my flawless albums. I'm not sure if it is even on the shortlist, but every time I think about it, I just remember how much I love it. So his voice is amazing. Mm-hmm. I love, like, it's just, he's calm and controlled and just hits that level every time. Like, it doesn't get too out of control. Um, his guitar playing is amazing as well. Like, you know, this album, we talked about performing it live. Like, he can do all the stuff that he does on this album. He just does it live. It's an amazing guitar player. And then, but then Kishore, the drumming, this might be one of my all time favorite drumming performances on an album because he just, there's so many times the drumming is just there to establish a rhythm. Like it's just there because you have to have a drum kit. But he just does so much with every single song. So, like even on the opening one, Mirror Drawing, so it opens with two minutes of just the guitar. But then when the drumming comes in, he's hitting three out of the four beats. So, dum, 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 dum. It's just. Yeah, it's just really like he hits that offbeat every time, which is really cool. So it's just this total package of like a drumming 
gets, and because it is only drumming and guitaring and vocals, like there's not a lot of other stuff in there. But they're all layers. Yes, there's there are layers, yeah. yeah but it's like, not it's not like, like oh, it sounds like there's like loop pedals, and it sounds yeah. like that it sounds like percussion has like multiple layers to it sometimes and stuff. So it does have that full sound mm. on some of the tracks, which sound more industrial or yeah. like like dirty and like awesome, like yeah, two yeah, thousands indie. Um, but it's definitely always just the two of them. So it's not like oh, we're we're a two piece band, but for our recording, we got like five guys into a studio to do a whole thing, and then figured out how to do it live. Like it's they just. Yeah, figured out how to do it on the go. Who played the glockenspiel? I don't Ooh. know. There's very little information about this album out there. There is, but I th- I've underlined it in red, I think which it is might the thing just... that I do. <laughs> it's your thing. I think it might have just been them. I think it would have been one of them. If there's stuff in there that's happening, I think it might have just been one of the two of them. Fair. Because so that was, was in close, close your... Hold on. I've not written the whole title. Close your eyes and it all goes to black. That's why. Mm-hmm. Um, Glockenspiel, I've yeah. written. So, yes, there we go. Beautiful. So I imagine that was Kishore because Kieran would have been playing the acoustic guitar on that one because there's, there's not a lot of percussion on that one. But, yeah, so i got a quote. Recorded it in one, we recorded it in one block of time, about 10 or 11 days with Nick Huggins in the studio. He was using it at the time in Hawthorne, Melbourne. Recording was extremely intense. It felt like being trapped underground in a mine for a couple of weeks and then emerging with an album that we dug up. Some of the songs were extremely laborious to write, but others pretty much wrote themselves in no time at all. And that was literally the only quote I could find about the recording wow. process of the album. That so they don't, didn't necessarily like... go in for the 10, 11 days with the songs ready to record. They were still making them. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. In the studio. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. See, when I recorded my album, we wrote all the songs and then yeah. we just went in and then we recorded them to make it less painful for mm-hmm. everyone. And then we all went home and had a nice time. But when you're still writing in the studio, that's hardcore. It is hardcore. Mm. That's because that's so much pressure, isn't it? Just yeah. Goodness. So I don't know how much writing. You know, it might have been they had all the pieces and they just hadn't figured out how to put them together yet, or they were like, "No, we've got to write a whole new song from scratch." Mm. But yeah, and I, I don't know that because there are no interviews. No, well, guys exactly. I was just said to find out that information. So you talked about uh, mirror drawings yes. as an opening very pretty tune. Can mm-hmm. I just say that there are some very pretty lyrics in it? I was going to I wish... say a similar thing. <clears throat> was it about hair? No. Oh, well, My... can, can we both say lyrics? Are yes. we allowed? So... It's a great lyric. And then mine is the opening lyric of the whole album, which is, I used to think I was a solo pilot set to fly across the sea alone, but there's a scar running down my ribcage where you were cut from me so long ago, which is Mm. like, yeah, I I thought I was solo and it's like, but I'm not, but also not being solo exactly means you've had to cut something out of myself, which is, yeah, bad and good, I guess. And then just a number of times, like the refrain of that song is all the world is just two lovers. There are only two lovers in all the world, which is a really cool little lyric that's just a thing to keep repeating. Hmm. 
Yeah, I did get the and your love is in the world like his like the first mm. time I listened before I looked at any of the lyrics online. Mm. Um like yeah, that came up and so I wrote that down in a different colour to to remember. Um but mm. when he's playing the wiggly guitar bit, he's doing like the stretching of the mm-hmm. strings and so it makes that lovely kind yeah. of noise um no, when you're lovely. playing it. But it grows in you. Mm. And then, because that song goes for eight minutes. So well, when you've got re- perfect pitch or relative pitch, it's really painful to hear that stretch because it moves the hertz, the the, the frequency the wrong way. But it's a really interesting sound oh, to listen so. to. Yeah. So, yeah, so that song goes for eight minutes. So the first six minutes is those sort of quite stripped back sounds and doing mm-hmm. little pieces. And then it just picks up. There's really tempo and it sounds like he's almost strangling the guitar and Kishore really goes crazy on the drums. And you think it might build up to like a crescendo to cut out, but it cuts out just straight back to that guitar riff that opened up the song as well. Hmm. So it's just a really cool little song construction. Mm. And then, yeah, really good showcase for his falsetto voice. Yes. So I wrote down a few people from a vocal range perspective. There is a lot of Guy Garvey from Elbow. Okay. In the vocals here mm-hmm. um, across this record. Um, and there's also some Mark Kozlek of Sun Kill Moon. Yep. There was some of that sound too. And then l- someone who came later or around this time, a bit later, is Father John Misty. And so there was mm-hmm. that kind of drawl sometimes. And yep. so these are like people I was writing down when I was doing like vocal comparisons and stuff. And I was just kept listening. And so um, especially in Down to the Cemetery, that was just like really sounded like an elbow song, like the source, despite the saucepans, yeah. um, <laughs> despite the saucepans, and mm. um, that simple me- melody working, but like the percussion in that is lovely. Um, it's morbid, but a beautiful melody. But then it had this like Guy Garvey sounding vocals with just industrial fuzzy growly effects mm. noise between vocal takes and stuff <laughs> noise, yeah, yeah uh. and stuff and if anyone knows me they'll know that i put a collection of guitar pedals and one of them is called a big muff um <laughs> and that literally makes you just go Boo! um and it sounds awesome okay. so good live and i've got one for my bass and i've got one for my guitar just so i can make big dirty muffy sounds so um yeah so i really enjoy there is a collection of effects on these guitars some acoustic so sunday bus despite everything we've said um the acoustic guitar sounds so clean yeah it sounds like it's just been serviced mm-hmm. so when you service your guitar and it's the everything about it is perfect and you bring it home and you play it for the first like an acoustic you play it for the first time it just has the cleanest sound and like i literally had to write down it sounds like a freshly serviced guitar mm-hmm. so beautiful and crisp mm. yeah so the sunday bus great, is, great song the sunday bus is the first of our horror songs what i what i describe as the horror songs horror songs so yeah so it's about a guy um it even start even right from the start. You can tell something's not quite exactly. right. So he's this guy. He's fifty six. He's running a corner store in a very empty desert town. So we talked in the mess hall about songs. It's like Australiana. It's big open spaces and it's deserts and stuff. And this is definitely one of those ones that's along those lines as well. Mm-hmm. So he's fifty six. He goes to Thailand, gets a, a purchases a bride, and then. Yeah, I took her back into this desert town. 
lived our lives the same as most of you. We never loved each other, but that's alright. That's a gift given only to a chosen few. And you're thinking, okay, this is a guy, you know, buying a bride's not great, but he's a, he's at peace with where he is in his life, mm-hmm. and he's just going to go with this thing. And then, of course, and so it's just a straight story. There's no chorus, so there's um there's the verses, and then there's a harmonica piece breaking up each of the verses, but there's no actual chorus. It just brings in the harmonica stuff. Is it harmonica? I, th- I wrote horns. Is it, is okay. it harmonica? I thought it was harmonica, but it could be horns. I underlined yeah, it in it red. Yeah, it probably was horns, actually, Like, but fuzzed up a little bit. Yeah, but, well, I don't know. But yeah, there was just some, there was even, something like Even that is kind gangly. of like, well, that's kind of nice. Like, it's, you know, it doesn't <laughs> really sound that bad. But then, of course, it turns out that she steals a bunch of money and there's only one bus that comes through town, so it's the Sunday bus, which is what the, the song is called. And the first time she thinks he, she's going to do it, he threatens her and says, if you do it, I'll bury you in the desert. And then one day he wakes up and she's done it. She's done the runner. And well, she, he doesn't know where she is. And someone says, oh, yeah, I saw her getting on the bus. And so the end of the song is the guy is in his car following the bus with the rifle by his ready side. Ready to go. Ready to go. And singing about how it's a big empty desert out here. So basically saying no one's going to find her and that's, that's okay. Which is why the words, I'm a mostly good enough man, mm. is like... Mostly good Except enough. Mostly, yeah. One time. Apart from that time, I took a took rifle f- to my bought bride. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, Goodness. so it's the first few choruses, the first few verses just happen. And then at the end, he stops the guitar. So it's just the drumming yeah. and his mm-hmm. to sort of build up that sort of sense of dread. And just, yeah, the payoff at the end of the song is horrifying, but also just like a really cool way to build up that, that story. Yeah. But when the vocals join, it's like, at the end and so it's really good it's mm. like a big sound and yeah. it's supposed to, like yeah it goes quiet for the drums yeah and then everything comes in yeah <laughs> there you go because i'm assuming at that point he found her yeah mm-hmm. that's my assumption yeah like the bus pulls over she during the drum solo she gets off and then he finds her and that's the end of the song i wasn't even sure if it got that far if he was just <clears throat> On if he was just tailing the bus, and that was where like the song ended with him just tailing the bus. Yeah, but yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I just thought it was tailing the bus. So. Yeah, yeah okay. that he hadn't quite got to the point where she got off. But it's so there's an ine- there's an inevitability about it. Like this is not. Mm. Oh, I guess I wonder what's going to happen. Like no, this this is going to happen, and it's going to be terrible. Yeah, and she's going to disappear. And of course, she's in a country where no one knows who she is. Like he's the only one who would miss yeah. her or report her missing or do any do anything to try and find her. Which he won't, and so of course no one else will either. And what a lovely subject matter! It is. It's such a lovely song. Yeah. And unfortunately, <laughs> probably based on some true story read probably. in the newspaper. Could well yeah. Be. Sure. Goodness. Uh, cool. Okay. So we then we talked uh, briefly about landslide mm-hmm. because that was had my Alice in Wonderland lyrics. Um, and I had said it was very radio hitish. Yeah. From Yorkie. I wrote hypnotic. Yeah. Hypnotic. Um, yeah. And I thought, wow, was he an influencer? I don't know. We don't know. We can't find him. Can't find one. Yeah. <laughs> I have to ask Come your, on, your best friend. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, there is like the vocals have this like hypnosis with the instruments and that drawl. So mm-hmm. instead of the clean like sounding vocals before, we had the drawl and then there um, talks about strange and humming sounds. And yeah, then when it gets full, uh, that's when I got that kind of, bowls kind of mm-hmm. vibe you know like, yeah. like big full drum big full guitar sounds this that and the other it was like it was a yeah it was a fun 
fun song to listen to. Mm. Would be, I can imagine a lot of these being good fun to dance to. Well, I think the fact that you 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 found it, you heard these guys first live. Yeah. You know, you dialed it back and you okay, well, this is why mm. um, you would have enjoyed these songs because you can you can certainly picture, you know, in an in intro with, with you know, some of the opening riffs are like, okay, well, you know, come on and the crowd mm. will be starting to get going and... Um, I don't even think there was ever that big a crowd really? for them though, like because they weren't that well known. Even sure. with the Australian Music Prize emotion, they weren't that well known. Like most people, obviously, the Paul one, Paul Dempsey gig were there to see Paul, and we'll probably got introduced to them then. I think also so they, were they a bit of a, from what I gather from Paul Dempsey, this a bit of a dichotomy sound wise, like like a very different kind of sound. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Because he would have been, I'm pretty sure at that stage he was playing solo, solo. So just him and an acoustic guitar. Which is why these guys coming in making like repetitive, mm-hmm. aggressive, industrial noise with some folky sounds yeah. might not have captured as many people in the audience as you, as they mm-hmm. did for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also I think as, a, as in general they are quite hypnotic as well. Like they're like, you can see them doing lots of different stuff on stage and playing lots of different patterns and the drumming is sort of doing lots of weird stuff as well. So it's not easy to dance to in a very straightforward sort of manner. Awesome. Let's speak about the other horror song. Oh, yes. Jody Makes a Fire. Mm. Oh, that's so, so horrific. Yes. It is. So. Yeah, that story. Yeah. That sad story. Did you want to tell the story? Well, the sad story of the girl who packed in a suitcase a brand new blue dress and she's so happy to take it to the bonfire to meet the boys and then she comes back and the dress is torn and she's sad about the dress being torn and then the next day she's building a fire and she throws the blue dress onto the fire. Mm. That is a very sad story that I think many a woman can relate to. Mm-hmm. And it's with over this messy feedback noise yeah. and mm. dust. The guitar and the sound is what's really good. Yeah. Like rolling drums, mm-hmm. fuzzy effects, noisy and it's but it's fun. That's what's like it's really fun. Like as a song. Mm. But then like when you read the lyrics, you're like, this is dark as fuck yeah without ever being exploitative of what she's like this is just a straightforward story like almost told from the guy from the perspective of the guy that she it's i couldn't figure out necessarily who the guy is in this story because she because she went away to a town so was he in that town or was he when she came back from the town so they talk about going to a corner a town on the north coast Mm. so sort of like a byron bay style party town sort of thing so i couldn't figure out if it was he was in that town and met her then and then she went to the party or he was a friend of hers or someone that she knew at her hometown and she yeah. it messed her up so bad that she came back to her hometown and then burnt the dress. And then burnt the dress, there. maybe. But a lot of women have been, I know I've been there. I've never burnt the dress, but I know I've definitely been assaulted and had my clothes ruined by mm. boys, not necessarily at bonfires. So, mm. yeah, so reading those lyrics, I was like, yep. That is, it was actually cleverly written, as you say. Like mm. the words are written in such a way it's not exploitative yeah. of her and her experience, but it is from the perspective of somebody looking on going, well, she loved her blue dress. She wore it to see the boys. The dress got torn and now she's burning it. Mm. And you're like, she's burning the memory of whatever happened when yeah. she wore the blue mm. dress. So Jodie makes a fire 
at first I was like, oh, I wonder what this was about. <laughs> and, then I, and then I read it and was like, now I'm sad. Yes. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for, like, because I first listened to it without listening to the lyrics and I was just like, pipe tune. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, awesome. Fuzzy, jumpy, yeah, fuzzy, aggressive. Yeah, it's got all the guitar effects I want to listen to. Mm-hmm. Noisy, fun, but not completely overwhelming. Um, he and hits then, different parts of the walk. He's got the walk on top of the drum kit and you can fit, there's different, like he's playing the walk as a melody. <laughs> yeah. But for the whole last minute, um, it's just high re- repeated notes on the guitar mm-hmm. and then the drums just drop and drop and drop until it's just the guitar. Yeah. And it's like, I just feel like that's the embers of the fire. Mm-hmm. Closing and closing and closing, and her and everything's burnt now. And now we're at the end of the story. Mm. Done. So one of the beautiful things be about the story too is, whoever that guy is, he doesn't talk about finding the guys who did this or getting revenge or violence or anything. And he also never discusses the idea that it might be her fault or what she could have done differently. I wish she hadn't gone. I wish she hadn't done this. I wish she hadn't done that. Like it's just this or is a thing that, that happened. That blue dress. You wore that blue yeah, dress. Yeah, exactly. Like. Oh, I wish she hadn't gone because that's what happens to girls mm. when they do. So it's like, no, none of that. He just goes, um, he just sits there making porridge and coffee. Porridge and coffee with two sugars. So he just finds the thing that he knows about her that's and just comforting. does that yep. thing, which I really like. Like something normal yeah. after whatever's happened. Yeah. So, so that is a horror story. So mm. that's that's the two main horror stories. Although the rest <laughs> of the ones are more mortality and morbid rather than more rather than directly <laughs> horror stories. Yeah, but some, you know, like... Oh, they're, so, still, they're still uh, dark. Yeah, it's still dark. Sure. So a black ant, that's mm-hmm. dark, but it's yeah. got the words. I sat down on the steps of the old church Not because I believed There was no reason I could see Reading that like being there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, was Oops. in the choir. Sorry. Um, mm. But yeah, so and then just talks about like the like insignificance and desperation of an ant compared to other animal like stuff like that. And mm. that's that's upbeat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's was bizarre. And he crushes one or... Yeah, yeah so he crushes, crushes another one. So he talks about the idea. So one of the things that people often talk about is what separates us from the animals. And I've always thought it's that sense of our own mortality. So an animal doesn't want to die. So it'll run away or it'll, you know, try and escape something. But it doesn't necessarily know that it's going to die. So human beings, we're obsessed with our own mortality, but also mm-hmm. our um, legacy. Like, what am I leaving behind? What are people going to say about me? What are people going to think about me? That sort of stuff, which animals are not. Mm. And he kind of, that's kind of what he talks about here in this song and so he says people suffer more than ants or birds or dogs or any other thing cause they know the trap they're in and even though they know they're going to sink they have to swim knowing that eventually they will go under so it's that idea of we, we're, as human beings, we are developed enough to know we're going to die and try and we've got a lifetime to figure out what that means for us and what we're going to leave behind. Whereas animals are just like much more existing in the moment. Sure. Well, some of them, some think 
you know, rat, rats. Yeah, pl- like planning and stuff. But the uh, yeah, that idea of what do I leave behind? And <laughs> yeah, that's What will true. other rats yeah, think of me? It hasn't just or... been proven yet. Yeah, that's <laughs> maybe that's true. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, I really but like some really interesting stuff with the drums and that one. And so there's like inflections and rattles in between, like the um, so, uh, d- the vocals and stuff. Um, but then there's like a middle eight, which is like a real lift up. And you're like, well, I'm lifted. Yeah. <laughs> this middle eight, this is awesome. And then you're like, oh, no, no. there we go. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're contemplating our own existence again. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thanks for that. Mm. So, yeah, I really like Black Ant. Black Ant. Black, yeah. I thought the last two tracks were amazing. Yep. To be honest. So we're mostly made of water. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so that one's got just the, yeah, so I talked about before about playing that melody and it's sort of, they play around a bit with that melody as well. But um, so one of the things that he talks about is... Yeah, that makes me so sad because like that makes me think of so I've got a group of friends that I hung out with in high school Mm. and basically from 17 through to like 27 or 28 we were just every weekend two or three nights a week we were inseparable we were hanging out didn't matter where we lived we lived together for a while we were doing stuff and um and then we just stopped and we all sort of drifted apart and everybody had families and grew their own sort of families and grouped off separately to with that but yeah I read a thing on the internet once that was like one day was the last day you and your friends ever hung out. The last time that you and your the one day there was a time where you and your friends hung out for the last time, and you didn't know it at the time. Mm. And that made that just made me really sad. Like, I, yeah. also, I also read one that said, um, "One day your parents lifted you up for a cuddle and put you down, and that was the last time they ever did it." And you're like, mm. <laughs> just like. Mm. <laughs> Why do memes hurt yeah. so bad? <laughs> so sorry, Grant. Anything? What else about when most of the water struck you? Just um, I, 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 maybe it was because you sort of come from that. Certainly, yeah, Jody made a fire where you've got this like hectic stuff going on, mm-hmm. and it's it's quite an intro and it's quite an ending, and and then you know close close your eyes and all goes to black. But you then get into this mellow strumming across. Mm-hmm. You know, the, sort of both tracks have got nice acoustics um, from memory and. Um, just like I think they 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 paint a very vivid picture in your mm-hmm. imagination of the words that they've mm-hmm. used, the lyrics that they've got. So yeah, um, in close your eyes, um, there is the lyrics. You said you can't make a mark on the surface of water the way you can write on the wall. The ripples you leave will disappear quickly then. Like just again another mark of your insignificance yeah. in the <laughs> in the world. It's like yeah, it's true. But like you can, and even if you make a mark on the wall, someone's gonna paint it over. Let's yeah. be honest. So yeah, so there's like an an enclosed right. There's no percussion in that one. That's just no. that is just guitar and glockenspiel, mm-hmm. as we talked about. Yeah. yeah. And then he sums That's it up the at one. the end of that one, which is like 
part of a, almost like a mission statement for a large chunk of the album when he says, who will remember us, who will remember us, who when those who remember us go. So it's not just about making an effect with one circle of people who do know you, but it's like, all right, once they're all gone, who will who'll know you, who'll remember what you, who you were and what you were. I'm going to just leave a heavy social media imprint. Yeah. Well, now we've fixed all that with Instagram. So <laughs> my Instagram followers will all remember what long after everybody is gone. Yeah. I'll just make sure my grandchild knows. It's all good. And so Soft Grey Rain, Grant, what do you like about the, that last? Well, that's the same. I mean, similar, I suppose. I view them quite similar songs mm-hmm. in, in overall. So, um, yeah, just I think it was a nice come down from, from again, from the sort of from six down to nine, mm-hmm. it's, it really sort of mellows out, and, and not quite as you know confronting up in or mirror drawings where you're like, what's going on here? This is quite it was for me it was quite a predictable one or, mm-hmm. or, or a lot more um, straightforward. Um, straightforward. Yep. Um, on soft grey rain. Yep. And I like that when the drums do come in, they it comes in with brushes. Yes. Yeah. Like really yeah, smooth. Yeah, really acoustic drums. Yeah, like keeping the mood. And the mara- and maracas, like really, so- I feel like there was like so really soft maracas. Like soft in there rattles as well. or something. Yeah, yeah there was some, something in there. Um, and the lyrics, I really never meant to be gone to. Um, too long and then when I got back I got back to find you gone like that's the end that's mm. the end of the oh. album guys yeah <laughs> so yeah so it's a song about like wanderlust and wanting to leave and feeling that need to leave but then yeah so he gets he leaves and then when he comes back it, it's not accusatorially he's not saying you know you should have been here when I got back but he's like well I left and I didn't mean to stay as long so when I got back you were gone you had the same thing I had and you left and then by the time you get back, I'll probably be gone as well. So that, <laughs> that that idea of that friendship or that relationship that was supposed to exist in between them going off and discovering what they really want to do is just not going to happen because they're off discovering what they really want to do. Which is, again, very, very pretty. Mm. Acoustic picking, high yeah. vocals, nice drums, really melancholy lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's so even when they're super morbid lyrics, I throw the horror stories to a side for a second, but even the really morbid ones, it's not in a really down kind of way. Like it's kind of just more in a matter of fact. Yeah. These are the things, these are, you know, we are human. These are the things that affect us. You know, who'll look up, who'll know us when we've gone, everybody dies, that sort of stuff. So that's where in Down to the Cemetery is that idea of like the cemetery is where people go when they die. So nobody else likes to go there because they're surrounded by death, but everybody ends up there. So mm-hmm. why do people find it like, I guess if you can talk about the fact that everybody ends up there, then maybe it's, you could, you wouldn't feel so awkward about going sure. down there. Then they talk about like dancing on the two plots in mm-hmm. preparation for it anyway. Yeah. So it's almost like he sneaks in a little bit of a love song. So he goes, so when we're gone, let's get two graves together by the tree that rises tall and brave. And those who are still living out their birth will go dancing over our small patch of earth. So he's yeah. like, just, just you know, come down and dance in our graves. We won't care. Like, you know, yeah. just do a dance. We'll be and get, dead. Yeah, we, we don't. It doesn't worry yeah. us at all. Yeah, and that's why I am an organ donor, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. At that point, I don't need them anymore. Mm. <laughs> like, I'm done. So, yeah, that's awesome. So you're right. Even the melancholy or the – it's just – it is matter of fact. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. like talking about the black ant. Like, it's just – this is just the way of things. Done. Things so was, it's just yeah. truth bombs. Yeah, like the whole mm. album's just truth bombs, like um, just written quite poetically throughout. So, so good for right. them. So thank you for them. Thank you for them for bringing yeah. it to <laughs> us. One album. 
So that so it's 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 forty something minutes, but we've we've talked about all nine songs now. So it does it feels <laughs> like, it feels like a short album, but it's not really a short album because it's got nice long songs on it. I don't know how you guys feel about the length, but for me, it always feels like I get to the end, I'm like, oh, I, I was kind of not just getting into it, but it felt like it could have had a few more in there. But it was you know it's well, a nice short one. A black amp's only three thirteen. Yeah, mm. and a couple of them are a couple of the other one like down to the cemetery three twenty five. Um, Close your eyes and it all goes to black. It's only three fifty-two. But then Jody makes fire five forty-five. But yeah. that needed to be said. That needed to be yeah. So that's got that huge intro <laughs> of that like the crunchy guitar and then the drums and then at the end there was like lots of stuff at the end as well. Yeah. Cool. So did either of you have anything else you wanted to talk about before I do final pitch? Not uh, for me. I'm just saying if I had any more lyrics. Da da da. I said my, I'm just making sure because I write in in a different color. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I've been able to like. Uh, capture them throughout which is good so nine tracks but do you say 45 minutes mm-hmm. oh. yeah in that in that 42 to 45 minute range i think yeah cool well i couldn't tell because i had to have an illegal dropbox of the album guys drag the files out of dropbox drag them into your itunes copy them onto your phone that was new information yeah <laughs> and again you assume i use itunes all the time but anyway sure you're on apple music yeah, but I, I don't use a desktop. And I don't use iTunes and I don't use a desktop. Anyway, it's You've fine. You've both got iPhones. You know what? Right? It was an adventure. Yeah. You've got iTunes on your phones. It was an adventure. It was an adventure. Okay. It was. Final pitch. But do you know what was really funny? And, uh, it t- meant that I couldn't get to, um, I didn't have the full uh, titles because. Yeah, like, me too. Oh. Yeah, yeah. When I opened it, it I've, Dot, got, dots, yeah. I've got close your, and then I had to search <laughs> for the um the Something thingy. black. Why didn't yeah, somebody yeah. tell me? I'm going to give them all to uh, Yeah, but then I had to yeah, look online for the lyrics and stuff, and it was just like, close your, oh, there we go. So we got there. So Grant and I had to work extra hard. You did, and I appreciate it. It was all good. <laughs> and, um, also, Kishore has not replied to me right, no. during yes. the recording of this podcast um, and may never reply <laughs> on account of me saying, hello, I'm doing a podcast about you. What have you been up to <laughs> since, <laughs> since that time that you released an album? Like... How, how's life yeah. you know and Years just ago. care about you so yeah. um yeah um, I was actually surprised how many lyrics of these songs were online I was sure that they'd just be like no 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 one who knows who they are and if you want if you want to know the ultimate hipster I also noticed a few that were wrong so I was oh, like, looking really? at it, like that's not that's Beautiful. not the lyric um I did see some where it said I am, then in brackets, unsure. And then it's like, and then it carried on. And I was just like, there we go. Yep. There was one, so at the start of the first song where it goes, I used to think I was a solo pilot. The one, the website had, I used to think I was a soul of parties. Oh. Which, which okay, soul of, if you listen to it, it's like, okay, I can hear how you might think he said soul of parties. But then the next line is set to fly across the sea alone. <laughs> Souls of parties don't fly across the sea alone. That is very much know. the definition of. Unless they're, solo. So, unless they're like be on the outside but actually inside Maybe they're just deck, really high. Morbid, yeah. That too. Sold of the party, really high, going to fly. Yeah. There you go. But no, that's fair enough. I love the – are you going to do corrections? Am I going to do corrections like a – On the websites? No. I had the I'm wrong not, I, I wasn't that invested in it. <laughs> Dude. Just random lyrics websites. <laughs> fair enough. You, you were going to challenge me on that. You think I am that invested. Uh, I thought that you are that like dedicated that you'd be like, actually. Ac- well, actually. You can oh, always, I need to correct you. <laughs> you can always put um, recommendations at the bottom. Yeah. And you could have said, I'm a solo pilot. Yeah. <laughs> and actually. <I'll> <laughs> so, yeah. 
No. Awesome. I won't be doing that. Okay. So, cool. um, yeah, so we are at the point of the length of the album. Yes, we are. We have eclipsed it. Final pitch. So it's just a beautifully sumptuous piece of work. It's two pieces. It's a two piece that don't try to make too much noise, like the like, which is not to say that other two pieces try to make too much noise, but they're very much in control of what they're doing. There's, they're never boring or nothing going on. So Kieran's got that beautiful evocative voice that he uses to spin the dark and he's occasionally tortured but never repressive or dour tales. He knows exactly how much guitar parts to bring in or take out. Kishore's drumming is a masterclass in allowing space. Like he doesn't try and crash into too much spaces. If it's even in a beat, like I said before, there'll be lots of times where he's like only hitting three out of the four beats because he just gives that space. He loves to try something different. So we talked about the drumming on the walk and the saucepan and stuff and then integrating it. It's the perfect length. It's not too overwhelming. Every song has its own personality, but also it's still in that style that you can tell. If you'd listened to this album a few times, you can tell if someone played your song, you'd go, oh yeah, this is Kid Sam. So I think it's stunning, it's powerful, and it is flawless. And that was all prepared. And that was all prepared. Yeah, I, and that's impressive. I, I like... I make no bombs about that. I know. I love it so much. <laughs> You're so cute. Uh, Grant. Cool. Final thoughts and a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Um, final thoughts. I I found this one perplexing, mm-hmm. probably, and, and, and because there's elements of it across the board that are that are I've flipping really really liked, and I, I suppose I could start with maybe maybe I'm pitch perfect in my ear because they're flipping opening riff on the guitar and mirror drawings. I'm like shit, I, just, I can't. <laughs> this is freaking hard. <laughs> and then I really loved it, and the and the lyrics to mirror drawings. In reference to you know the lovers and drawing the outline of the mirror, oh. really really cool. Hey, don't get me wrong, it's like it's begrudgingly cool, particularly on the back of what is for me a, a painful intro, which makes it a nice song. And so now I'm like, but how do I feel about this? And it's eight minutes, guys. Eight minutes is like beyond stairway to heaven type of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? It's just <laughs> like flipping. You know, that, that's an epic in a forty. That's longer than minutes. Bohemian Rhapsody. Huh? We discovered. Well, there we go. Um, and and thoroughly enjoyed, I suppose, the, the first going going through Dance Cemetery, you know, Sunday Bus, etc. Landslide didn't do all that much for me, but I liked thinking, hey, this oak might have got an influence from Tom York, who, you know, also right up there with great artists. Um, mm-hmm. And um, but then where I really struggled, to be honest, was what you guys loved was Jody makes a fire, and I thought the intro was too long for me, and the outro was probably even longer. Yeah. <laughs> and that for for me. Because of Jody and what makes a fire, if you didn't have that, you probably have the flow that I would have, that I like and I, sp- I speak to a lot. Um, and I would have said, you know what, certainly finishing, it, I think it finishes really, really well, opens really well, that, nothing too um, distracting or, or, or stuff I don't agree with in the middle, but closes really well. Jody makes a fire, I could picture live, sure, mm-hmm. probably be really good. Mm. Um, I think was it the one you were talking about that that he did play the opening riff. No, for a that while? was um, "We're Mostly Made of Water." Okay, because um, that's like a that's like a really fast four paced chord that he just mm, loops. Just he played it, just repeated. Um, so I'm going to say no, it isn't flawless, but well worth a listen. And um, these guys have got good lyrics, eh? mm-hmm. like really, um, really good lyrics. But for for me for this one, I'm going to say no. Cool. Ta-da. George, George, over to you. My turn. Your turn. So I'm going to start with that thing that I do where I go, I'm annoyed that I hadn't heard it before. <laughs> yeah. That happens. Sure. But because it's Australian, we can put it as... One album at that, huh? As well. Yeah. yeah. These, these, like, these, let's be fair. Yeah. 
It would be a miracle almost. I One album. Few have heard it. Yeah. Have never heard something for Kate, nor Paul Dempsey. <laughs> so uh, you can chalk it up to I've never seen them live. Um, and uh, and you were young and over there. And I was. Mile Island. 2009. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yes. So, anyway. So it's got. I was listening to stuff like this back in the UK as I was talking about like Falls and like Block Party even and stuff like that. And they some of the times they do make big noises and I really enjoy the noisy electronic sounds when the industrial bits happen and I really love like the guitar riffs and I like the dirty percussion. Like when it comes in and it's rolling and it's hitting you in the face and I really like that and I could definitely dance to this in a hipster club. Um, except for... Oh. <laughs> um, there are, I think, Sunday Bus, clo uh, Close Your Eyes and Soft Grey Rain um, tripped me up because they were the acoustic -y numbers mm -hmm. and I, I wanted them to go away. Like, I liked them. as in I liked them as their own songs and I was yes. like, that's cool. But what I wanted was a Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's album, you mm -hmm. know, or I wanted okay. a Rapture album or sure. something like that where... I can put it on the beginning of when I'm getting ready and I can dance around my like bathrooms. I'm getting ready to go party. And then, but then I'm dropped a few times into just a really refrained acoustic thing. And I'm like, no. Flow. Yeah. So for me, the flow wasn't quite right, but the songs were right. Yeah, they were good. Yeah. The songs were good. That's, perplexed. That's, that's it. Perplexed. <laughs> so the songs were good, but they just... Why I feel like they should have done when Bright Eyes released two albums mm -hmm. on one day yeah. and one was electronic and one was folksy. I feel like it should have been that and okay. it was yeah. just that kind of yeah, thing. So right. for me, it was like I would make a playlist of most of the tracks, probably like seven of the six of the tracks, put that onto a getting party ready track like playlist, and then I put three of them onto a miserable folk playlist <laughs> um and then then i would party hard so for me it can't be a flawless record mm -hmm. because i would skip or rearrange the like mm -hmm. playlist and stuff um but i must say i'm annoyed that they didn't continue yeah mm. so i debut, feel like hey? yes. debut i feel like they should have continued so let me put it out to them there's still time. It's been yeah. 11 years, but there's still time. Mm -hmm. So it's not a flawless record from my perspective, um, but the songs kind of are. So thank you, Liam. Yeah, thank you for bringing it. For, no worries. Thank really. you very much for bringing me another album I'd never heard before yeah. that I'm annoyed by and I lose hipster points. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so couldn't quite get Kid Sam or couldn't actually get Kid Sam anywhere near the line. Not didn't quite get across. The I line. know one yeah. of three, one of three. <laughs> okay. Yes, but they all, they all have one of three. If they don't have one of three, there's a problem. Uh, we <laughs> want to thank everybody for listening. We have social media. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are Flawless AMP on all of those. So check us out. Leave us a rating. Every little bit you do helps us to find more music lovers like you. We also, as we mentioned at the start, have a Patreon. We are Patreon.com/slash/FlawlessAMP. So check that out and back us if you can. That would be awesome. Other than that, thanks again for listening and we will see you next time. Bye.